0: Hello and welcome to another episode of TSC Music with a Mission. And I'm excited to be in the studio today with some wonderful people. I'm David Ham, and of course we have Greg Thomas hey, Dave. Uh, opposite of me. And we have Misty Quinn to my left and Ivory McDonald to my right. Hello. Uh, we're super excited to be with you all today and talk about the role of the choir director and the role of the worship leader Mm. um and we have got some people who actually have played these roles in some way how um or have been involved in some way in their lives as music ministers and we're going to talk about it and uh i'm looking forward to this conversation because a lot of times we we see the choir director up front but we don't know obviously a lot that goes in with that other than maybe um what we see up front uh, him with his hands going and and moving us and (laughs) telling us that we gotta smile Um, and even that being sort of you know the traditional choir director that we may get in in the gospel community but then there are other choir directors that don't do as much with the hands and the movements some even have the little uh what what do you call it greg the baton um to 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 wave very gently uh, in motion so you know so again there's a lot of variations to to that role as a choir director we're going to be talking about the role of the choir director here at tsc music
1: I believe we're going to see a tremendous loss of much of what we've held dear in this country and people are going to be somewhat afraid of their future it's so important that we be prepared for the days that are coming upon us in order to receive the life-giving power from the Spirit of
2: Christ sometimes we need to go through certain things so that we will not be moved or shaken when Unexpected circumstances in our lives arise
3: now. There's a preparation time so that in the future when things fall apart um,
1: I can't stand I can be unshakable. Unshakable was not about how unshakable I could be But about the fact that it is the same God who was not unshakable Who's been unshakable through eternity and will continue to be unshakable until the day I see his face.
0: I'm starting to try to not complain in the midst of my trial and suffering and to understand the concept that God has counted me worthy of suffering for His glory.
4: This book kind of refocuses everything and it just reminds you again that we are in a battle but at the end of this battle we win. Read Unshakable if you're disheartened in the way you feel society is headed. It will give you encouragement um, to draw from it
1: uh, a strength to get through and also be a strength for others. In my heart, it's about getting the message out and that people are ready for the days that are coming. It's only in Christ that we can be unshakable in the coming season.
3: Order your copy of Unshakable by Carter Conlon at amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, cbd.com, or tscnyc.org. All royalties from the sale of this book will go into a fund for the alleviation of human suffering. The adult and youth praise choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of Music Ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer? A video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. Times Square Church is offering a training course in authentic Christian leadership taught by Dr. Lamar Vest. The training is open to pastors, church and ministry leaders, as well as those who play a key role in discipling and mentoring within the church. The six-part course will take place on Wednesday evenings once a month from May through October with the first session on May 22nd. The course is free, but registration is required for all who wish to attend. The sessions will also be webcast live on our website at tscnyc.org. For more information and to register online, visit tscnyc.org.
0: And we're back with TSC Music with a Mission here with Greg Thomas, Misty Quinn, Ivory McDonald, and um, we are talking about the role of the choir director and if you all could just help me out today as we explore this role, this call to ministry, this position. Um, we know looking across here at Greg that there's somebody here that got the resume that is <laughs> triple quadruple uh, pages than ours, but um <laughs> I don't know, Misty, um, what has been your, your interaction and involvement with the role of the choir director?
5: Mm.
2: Well, I've been in choirs all my life, but here at TSC, been serving under Greg since 2004 as a choir member. Mm-hmm. That's how I began. Been that youth. long? Yeah.
6: That's wow, that's right. almost 10 years.
2: That's right. I know you very well. um, And Ivory, actually, we served together um, in the youth choir. Uh, Ivory was in there before me. Um, We used to stand next to each other, actually. Ivory was always on the corner because she could sway. (laughs) She led the sway for the entire youth choir. Uh, So
0: there's a strategy to that? Oh, absolutely. Placement for people? Oh, yeah. Who's making those decisions? The, The choir director is... So is that a part of that role that he that the choir director, he, she would actually observe who can sway and who can't sway. And and then the placement comes in with that, too. Well, well, technically, before they chime in and say (laughs) yes,
6: technically, it was Misty's idea. it? (laughs) It, it, It was sort of in play before she got there, but it wasn't defined until Misty came in as a choir administrator.
2: Yes. Oh, wow.
6: information for people who uh, are <laughs> here at TSC who didn't know wow. that the swayer starter was not an official position until Misty. Got <laughs> wow!
2: Having having sat in the congregation and tried to worship, but seeing the crashing of the waves, I took it upon myself, no, <laughs> to appoint a someone who has excellent rhythm as the person who can lead the choir swing and apparently Ivory and her whole family can do that well. <laughs>
0: so then as a choir director, you all would say that's significant and being able to to deal with just even the movement aspect or Absolutely. what I even want to go further and say the dance aspect <laughs> to what the choir is doing as a whole.
4: Well yeah, because I mean for me sitting in the congregation and we do worship God with our eyes closed, but a lot of times where our, our eyes are open and you're looking at the choir, you're looking up to them, you're looking to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be a little distracting when you're seeing the clashing of the waves and things just looking out of sync. Right. Out of sync. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, it, I guess it's not so like deathly important, but sure. it just helps to minimize the distraction, I guess. Yeah.
0: I, those details are important, obviously. Yeah. Um, it also helps with rhythm and timing,
6: too, mm-hmm. which is uh, another purpose for the sway. Yeah, uh, Because some people just don't have good timing. They don't have good rhythm. Yeah. They can sing, but they may not have good rhythm or timing. And so you try to get them the sway to the beat so that helps their timing. Mm-hmm. And then when you've got that many cultures... You gotta have a swayer starter.
5: Yeah. Uh, not
0: great. How, how have you developed? Because, for those of you, if you're listening to this, maybe you've never been to Times Square Church, but we don't, uh, at Times Square Church, we don't have the traditional choir director that's standing up front in front of the choir. But yet, we have a choir that sways in one accord from side to side, at least for the most part. that I, that I recognize when I'm in worship service um, and they're, they're moving and they're cohesive and they, there's no traditional choir director. Up a matter of fact, as far as I'm concerned, Greg, who's on the piano, his back is towards them. He might give them a profile look to the left, but yet you've developed a choir that moves without that traditional guy leading. How have you been able to do that? Well, we used to have a choir direct. Warren, Warren Carr was out front
6: for, for a good period of time. Okay. Uh, for years. Um, and that doesn't necessarily speak to the group that we have now because a lot of those people are not here. A lot of them are still here. But mm-hmm. that was one thing that uh, we established years ago is that we would have, uh, when, when Warren was no longer directing the choir and moving them from <laughs> getting the sway yeah. start, he was the swayer starter.
5: <laughs>
6: um, But so we had to look to somebody on the end who would start this way as opposed to somebody in the middle, because not everybody could see the person in the middle from each end of the choir loft. It's such a big choir loft. But if the person on the end would start and that front row got it started, then everybody else kind of followed in. So it started there. And then but that was never like I said, it was never an official. You start this way. Right. Uh it was kind of default. So if you were on the end you were by default the sway starter. Yeah. And then, you know, Misty coined the phrase. Well, <laughs> I just coined the phrase sway starter. So every yeah. church in America now has a
5: establishing uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, title. <laughs>
0: he said something earlier too about that the importance of swaying together that it had very much to do with rhythm too yeah. as well and just being able to uh and of course being rhythm then also of course Intentional in regards to working for that song that they need to sing. Could uh, you explain that some more?
6: Well, because timing is everything when you're singing. You know, um, uh, breathing is everything too, and of course, knowing how to sing is everything. But mm-hmm. you, you gotta have timing, especially with a lot of today's music, where there's a lot of syncopation. You know, old stuff like hymns and some of the traditional gospel. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the notes f- fall on the beat. You right. know, so it's on like one, two, three, and four. Where today you got a lot of syncopated music where a lot of upbeat i mean a lot of yeah. up uh on the stroke on the note and so um you got to be able to keep time when you're singing songs like that you yeah, know and yeah. so one way to do that is you know, you start this way that gets and everybody does it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening to music, you're walking through the mm-hmm. restaurant or you're sitting at a restaurant or you're on the elevator and especially if it's something you like, you, yeah. you're either tapping your hand or moving your fingers or, yeah. you know, some people even bat their eyes to the beat. You don't <laughs> see it. They don't even realize they're doing it, but they're just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, yeah. You know, so they're, <laughs> they're wow. blinking to the beat. It's just something. It's an innate ability to yeah. in some people. Uh And not so innate (laughs) in others, thus the need to sway. (laughs) Because if you don't have an innate ability to feel the pulse of the rhythm, then you've got to be doing something intentional Mm. to feel that pulse. Otherwise, your timing is
0: constantly off. Wow. Is that taught in choir rehearsals? We've had to review it a few times, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What would a a choir rehearsal, what what does choir rehearsal, especially Ivory, Misty, who you've pretty much been raised up in this community with choir ministry here at TSC. What does the average rehearsal day look like with your choir director?
4: Um, <clears throat> uh, well, Greg will go over a song. Maybe it's a song that we've known for a while, but we just need to rehearse it. So we'll go over the song
1: mm-hmm.
4: and, uh, fix some notes, fix some things. And like, sometimes if we're going over the song and, um, we're starting to get into it, you know, and the clapping starts going out of control. Greg will stop everything and just be like, okay, if you cannot clap on two and four, do not clap at all. <laughs> so we'll go through that. That, I mean, that doesn't happen all the time, but it lightens up the mood and makes it really fun. But, sure. um, and then for the most part, it's just really going over music, going over new music and going over the notes with each part.
0: How, what does it look like learning a new song? Is it, uh, does you li- do you listen to a track or do you get sheet music? Um, how does that work?
4: No, it's, Greg has, we don't get any sheet music. We, get, we do have um, someone who does projection who will, who will put the words up. Okay. Sometimes it's on the fly. Sometimes we'll know it beforehand. Um, and then Greg will just, you know, go through each part and teach each alto, soprano, tenor, their part. And we'll just go over it that way. But yeah. there's no sheet music involved. There's no reading music involved.
0: As a choir director goes through the different parts, what are those different parts? Just for a lot of people here, maybe listening, they don't know what these parts are when they hear that.
2: Sure. It's, uh, and everything is taught by ear soprano, alto, tenor, and sometimes baritone. Okay. Um,
0: now, when you're going through these parts, what's it like? Because it, it, I know for me, uh, you know, I've had some time you know, growing up in the choir. And I remember at times it got a little competitive. Does, does, it, does it get a little competitive with each parts, or or maybe one part, say the sopranos are just tearing up their part, and <laughs> it's, it's explosive, and the, the altos are looking across on the other side of the of the room and they're like, oh, we need to get up. You know, you see any heads turn and looking across? Like, Come on, y'all, we need to get this together. I, I don't know.
4: You tell me. You I know. feel like it used to be that way because I, I was in the soprano back. A while back ago. Yeah. So she defected. Altos always, we, I guess the sopranos, we always had this idea that the altos had it easy because their notes weren't high. See? And, and so you go, you, Greg you, would give them the note, and yeah. it's like, it's, you know, it's like talking voice to me as a soprano. <laughs> right. And so they're singing it, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now the soprano's like, I. Okay, and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Grandma gave us our note, and it's like through the roof. And so, I feel like it used to be that way—that little funny. competitive thing. But it's—it's it's just all fun. But
2: of course, the altos have the hardest part in reality. Well, usually, because it's a harmony part. Right, the sopranos right. are singing the melody. That's easy. Okay, <laughs> see, I,
0: I sense a little battle
2: going on right here. I'm we now. always start so. together. Actually, we're sopranos, <laughs> right, right. and now Ivory's is an alto, but.
0: But, but there's I'm sure there's there's sort of some healthy.
2: Yes. Healthy. Yeah. It's com- never competition. Yeah, yeah. It's like pushing a, each it other. Along. You. It's a sharpening. It motivates. Yeah. 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 yeah, definitely.
0: That's really good. That's really good. As well as learning new songs or reviewing old songs. Um, is there any sort of uh, ministry or spiritual development that goes on in the um, choir rehearsals? Could definitely. you describe?
2: Definitely. Um, we actually open the rehearsals with a half hour of uh, worship and devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, Who leads that? Uh, sometimes the choir administrator, like myself. Sometimes um, we appoint someone within the choir, uh, and, and Greg usually uh, gives a devotional.
5: Oh, okay. um, but
2: sometimes someone else does. We ask them to share, just someone in the choir, or uh, sometimes we'll ask new people to the choir just to share their testimony, like yeah. short version, just so we get to know them. Yeah. But it's that's the... That's the biggest block of time we have within a rehearsal to foster fellowship, to foster our own time as a unit, as mm-hmm. a ministry unit, um, to worship the Lord together. You know, when we're serving on the platform, we're also ministering out, not just to the Lord, but to the congregation. But when we're in rehearsal, it's we have that ability to minister with each other and to one another yeah. and get to know each other, yeah. you know, without having to... To serve at the same time,
0: right? You said a choir administrator, so the choir director is not doing everything in the rehearsal, is he? He's doing most. realize. Right.
6: So that thus yeah. the need
0: of a choir administrator, right? Like, what is some of that stuff that goes on?
6: Well, you know, the choir administrator is the glue. Okay. I, I call them the glue. Um, uh, because the choir can be so fragmented when they leave here, you know, mm-hmm. when we scatter, they, everybody goes to their individual homes, their jobs, <clears throat> their situations, and then they come back, you know, either for service or or rehearsal. And the expectation is that they come back strong, you know, they can still minister, that everything is is as well, and you can still get on that platform and and smile and mm-hmm. give glory to God, and you can. But the reality is they are dealing with stuff just like the average person that's right you know so they've got mm-hmm. bills to pay they've got hard headed children they've got broken <laughs> marriages you know yeah. they've got mm. you you name it sickness and disease and all the other things to deal with and a lot of times people figure you know, you know that the quiet people up there they don't have the everyday struggle mm-hmm. no they do they have cranky bosses you know they don't some of them don't have bosses and so they don't have jobs and so so they're dealing with all of that. So the choir administrator is the glue who helps keep the choir connected spiritually. They look over the spiritual, the emotional, the relational aspects, mm-hmm. uh, and then the administrative aspect of the choir with regards to you know, knowing who is actually a, an official part of the choir, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People walking up to security oh, and say, oh, yeah. I'll late for rehearsal. <laughs> And nobody knows who they are, you know. (laughs) So they've got all access to the buildings, in a sense. Um, But, you know, everything from photos to communicating with the choir, you know, sick, the shut-in, you know, what's happening, what's coming up, up upcoming events, et cetera. So they administrate. They take care of the, you know, we we have church work and then we have the work of the church. Mm -hmm. Well, the the choir administrator does the choir work. Mm Mm-hmm you know and then there's the work of the choir right. but they handle
0: the choir work
6: right so that yeah.
2: the choir can do the work of the church right
0: that's good that's good how do you <clears throat> or should I better let me ask what inspires you in your song selection as a choir director and and how do you keep things vibrant you know especially like let's say there's certain set of songs that you use regularly and you, you come into rehearsal and even as Ivory said we revisit a certain song and how do you keep the excitement and things vibrant and what inspires you in the song selection I think what Ivory was trying to say <laughs> was that we keep doing the same
6: song no. over and over again <laughs> I'm just hoping I get inspired
5: that's <laughs> right so. I said it for you I, I agree you know <laughs>
6: No, I think there are some songs that always work. You know, every church is different. Right. And in fact, every service is different. But there are some songs that are stamps mm. in certain houses. Mm. And we've got a few of those. Oh, yeah. Uh, that we've been singing forever. Uh, <laughs> and for for different reasons. One, the message doesn't die. It doesn't get old. It's still alive. It's still fresh. People still need to be reminded uh, of the faithfulness of God in different yeah. ways. And so whatever way that song ministers to that congregation you want to still be able to do that. And sometimes they need it on a Sunday but they may need that same song Tuesday night because right. Monday was just oh god it's Monday. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Um and so uh for but for me, you know, right now I'm listening to a lot of stuff. Probably probably too much stuff. Um mm-hmm. I've become a little disenchanted with the gospel music scene over the past mm. year or so. Um the more I listen to it, the more it's all starting to sound the same. Everybody's trying to reproduce. Oh yeah. The, the sound, you yeah. know? So now there's no uniqueness. There's no culture, you know, stamp. There's yeah. no uh, identifying marks in the music anymore. In a lot of cases. And so everything is overproduced or it's just hokey, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I, I saw so my taste buds have just been, I've been salivating for something fresh, something original, something different, yeah. But yet, something that still ministers, and so for me, I'm I'm listening to a lot of stuff. In fact, um, Harry and I have had this discussion uh, not long ago. Um, the need to be listening to, you know, we just I just started listening again to classical music, mm. and sometimes it's not even it's not choir stuff, right? It's not even you know singing; it's all instrumental. Yeah. But that the musical movement has been inspirational. To where now, when I finally do listen to something gospel or something CCM or something whatever, that I'm more inspired by the movement of that music than I am. Because sometimes the lyrics aren't saying anything. And I have to take a song and totally revamp the lyrics in order to make it work here. Yeah. Um, uh, but if the lyric isn't there, if the message isn't there, and if it's not strong, I don't even bother presenting it. It doesn't matter how musical it is. Uh, I don't present it to the choir. I may listen to it for my own pleasure, right? but I don't present it to this choir because they, they can't effectively deliver it to this congregation if it's not meaty. It doesn't have a wow. message. So I'm inspired by, uh, you know, different things.
0: Uh, yeah. That's good. That's really good. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and we'll hear a little bit more about the role of the choir director, maybe even hear just some of the songs um, that maybe... Ivory and Misty, you enjoy and that have inspired you as you have obviously been a part of the choir for a while. And uh, so, Ivory, you can't be that bored yet. <laughs> <laughs>
5: You're still in it. I'm so, here. I'm still here. <laughs> we're going to
0: take a break. This is TSC Music.
3: God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God
4: is powerful
3: God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to help. God
4: is and always will be. God
3: is able to protect God
4: is good. his power to change. God
3: is Jesus. God is here. God is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to
4: the widow. God is the one with your
3: hands. God is there when no one else is.
1: TSC
0: Music Radio. Where God is.
1: Why, on my clothes, I don't use anything but nature's bounty soap detergent.
0: If you're having trouble sleeping, you just might need a Cloud9 mattress.
1: Tired of searching the airwaves for something meaningful to listen to these days? Well, on 5:70 a.m., Times Square Church meets every Sunday night from 6 to 7:30 right in the comfort of your own living room. You will be blessed with preaching from God's Word, worship with the Times Square Church Choir, and
0: awesome testimonies of lives that have been changed and are now being used for God's glory. So come and join us every Sunday night from 6 to 7.30 p.m. on 570 a.m. We also stream live on the web at tscnyc.org. Christy, um, Greg, it's been a pleasure just to talk through some of this, uh, some of the the things again that go on with the role of the choir director. Um, it's good to hear, um, Greg, just an encouragement to me too, just hearing that that your your ears are out there listening to just a lot of different things and hearing you talk about classical music and and wanting inspiration. You know, as you guys are still very involved with choir, what are some of the songs that um, automatically come to your mind? Um, that that you all sing. Uh-oh, you better have one. <laughs> we have <lots>. a <laughs> we, we have, have lots. We a lot. We a moment.
4: I have one, but we haven't done it in a long time. Oh, yeah? I going to say the same thing. And um, the person who used to sing the lead, Mark Hogie, he recently passed uh, mm-hmm. last year. But... Um, I've got joy flowing like a river. Mm-hmm. I've got joy. I love that song. And you know how many you don't know how many times I've wanted to give the signal and it just comes out. Just, yeah.
2: <laughs> and you gotta go for
4: it. Because you know we'll we'll be right there. You
2: know, yeah. just, ABC would follow you. Uh, yeah.
5: When a song
0: becomes your favorite, yeah. does that happen uh right away once the choir director comes in, introduces that song, and it just it clicks for you, or as time has progressed you know, you've just sort of fallen in love with that song.
4: Sometimes, like sometimes I'll hear a song and it'll just be like immediately. Like, I love that song. Yeah. Um. But then there are other times where, you know, you hear a song over and over and over again. But then maybe you're in a, in a situation or you're in a place in life where suddenly that song comes alive to you. Mm-hmm. And it means something to you. Yeah. And and so that song takes life and then it becomes your favorite. Mm-hmm. And every time you hear that song, you remember where you were or you remember what God did or yeah. what he was speaking to you. And so, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I remember a song we did in YPC. I hope y'all will do it again. Uh, you are the living word. I think it's Fred um, Hammond. Oh yeah. Um, cause the words are so solid mm-hmm. and it's not even musically. It's not, not anything particularly special, but it, the words are so solid and it's the gospel. I love yeah. those kind of songs but there are so many songs that we sing that they come from when you've been after you've just gone through something or you're in it and the choir believes it, you Mm -hmm. see it on their face and they truly encourage you. And it's like, you can't forget that. Yeah. I don't forget when I was feeling this way and I came to the service and the choir sang it, I know them and I know they believe it. Mm. And it, it picked me up. You know, there's just so many.
0: Yeah. 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 Let me ask you this. Um, what do you all expect from a choir director outside of his role directing the choir? I have a favorite
5: song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. You, you, you heard it.
0: Here, folks. TSC Music with Mission, Greg Thomas trying to
5: detour uh, us from uh,
0: the question at hand. Uh,
6: no, I actually don't have a favorite song, though. <laughs> And I, and I say that because by the time they get it, I have heard it a thousand times. I've had to learn it. Well, anyway,
4: <laughs> you
5: understand, I've heard it a
6: thousand times yes. before they get it. So anyway. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think outside of, you, you,
0: you know what it is, uh, let me help you out so I don't put you guys in an awkward position with some of this, And I, but I, I think it's good for people to hear this. You know, because sometimes from my experience, we've had people, and I'm saying this because I know that you get much more than this here with TSC and and with Greg, Um, but sometimes I've gotten in life a choir director who he just wants to direct the choir Mm -hmm. um, and to direct his song and his agenda and his plan for this choir Mm -hmm. to do do well with my song that I've Mm -hmm. got planned Ah. for here. Um, And I think this is a, a wonderful platform for us to hear from you two that have had uh just a wonderful journey uh, mm-hmm. under a choir director and being in a choir or else mm-hmm. you two wouldn't be sitting here today nor would you have would still be in this choir. I mean both of you come out did both of you come out of YPC?
2: We did? Yeah. Well why are we still in it? Wow.
0: Still there. <laughs> yeah, so, so the journey
5: continues
0: and clearly, you know, and Missy you said it earlier. There was there there's been community and oh, yeah. Fellowship. Um, there's been time in the Word and time in worship when you come in, and clearly the agenda of the choir director that we know here and this, the the um, the establishment for choir community here has been much more than just simply directing a song. So, mm-hmm. what are some of those things again? As I was asking, that that any person wanting to be a part of a choir should expect to see within the community.
2: Wow. I'm so I'm glad you said that earlier because I'm so glad I have never been in a choir that had a director like you just described. Oh, there's a couple. I've of brothers never. Brothers out there. I'm so glad, and I'm really grateful. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God for Greg because his only agenda is to please the Lord. Yeah. And in that, it all flows down from that. As he directs the choir, he's not just a director of the choir; he's a leader. Who's under his authority, hmm. the pastor who's the the purpose is to see souls saved, yes, the body encouraged and for us to grow in the lord, and if he was just coming to teach us new songs, well he could, he has the skill, but he does a lot more than that, right, and he fosters what he- what I like his term productive fellowship within the choirs individually and then as a as a music ministry as a whole so it's not just the choir but it's the band it's yeah. audio it's projection it's all these l- little pieces fostering the unity and the fellowship and but also holding us to the standard that he holds himself, which is yeah. a high standard of righteousness. A a standard that we want to keep growing and never stop yeah. become stagnant in the Lord. That's good. Um yeah. and yeah, we all start at different levels and we're all at different levels and ages and places with the Lord, but we're all have the same goal yeah. and we're growing and you know, the communication is extremely important because mm-hmm. he's if the Lord gives Pastor Carter something, he talks about it to the leaders. Greg is the music director, and he talks about it to the music ministry, and we're all in the sa- on the same page. Yeah, we're not. There's no one. There's no agenda other than to please the Lord. That's it.
5: Yeah, that's
0: good.
4: Um, <clears throat> I think two things that came to mind immediately was one, um, the. The the knowing the importance of fostering community within the choir mm-hmm. because I think maybe it had like maybe it's been the last two or three years that I've actually gotten to know people in the choir. Because the choir is a big choir. Yeah. I was in APC and I was a that's a big choir. Right. I didn't really know everybody. I know them by face, but I don't know their name. I don't know anything about them. And YPC it's smaller choir but at the same time you're in your own section and sometimes you don't you know reach out right. but um, the thing that really stuck out to me is Greg really um, tells us it's important to foster community with your fellow choir members because yeah. you don't want to sing in a group where you feel like nobody knows you nobody cares about you and if you were gone nobody would know or care mm-hmm. and I feel like I mean I haven't arrived but I'm trying to really reach out to to people and just be simply kind. Yeah. You know, and, and um just be friendly. And I think the second thing that I would really like in a choir director which I see here is someone that cares. Yeah. As opposed to just doing music and just teaching and just directing, but someone that really cares about their choir members. Um, there have been many times where I go to Greg and just talk because <laughs> personal stuff too. just I need yeah. to talk because I don't I'm not the type of person to just, you know, go in and tell people right. whatever I'm going through. But I feel like if I have a leader that I can talk to, that really helps. It really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not trying to toot Greg's horn, but I've I've seen it. And. I feel like it really it really makes a difference.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think two things that just stick out for me as you guys are talking, that um, the choir director's role has extended beyond just directing the choir, but to create uh, uh, a community. Right. And a, a community that functions with kindness and care. And that, that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times, and Greg, we know this, a lot of times we think choir directors and choirs You know, some of the things that come to my mind from from my past has been egos Mm. and attitudes Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than community and kindness. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it is just uh, it's refreshing and encouraging to hear what you all have received out of that. And what does it take, Greg, to um, because it is, you know, it's you know, I've been in some of the choir competitions and, Mm. you know, the choir, uh, the the, choir just a lot of stuff without going all into it but mm-hmm. I have seen how do you because you obviously had to come to a point where from what you've experienced in some of the podcasts some of you may have heard Greg's story and stuff and his just involvement with choirs and Patterson and New York and in New Jersey and New York um, but there is there is that crossroads where you can either take what you do within your giftings and, and foster a community of of ego and attitude mm-hmm. and Style and and just um we a good choir or you create a community that is caring and kind and a, a fellowship where I feel like I I can be open and yeah. I can find that time of worship and prayer. How did how did you st- establish that when we know we can easily go in that other direction? Mm-hmm.
6: And again, we we've we've done the church choir and the community choir yeah. and the community ensemble and the. Community group yep. and the and the community trio and the uh on many, many levels um over the years. Um and the reality is uh I have found that uh when when people come together to worship God, they you know, we often say, you know, when you when you come into this house, you you know, there used to be a song You You Won't Leave Here the 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 way you came. Right. Um in all the other words, but you, something's supposed to happen, and you're supposed to experience God in a way you haven't before, perhaps, and left the house different. Mm. Uh, you are no longer dwelling on the, the events of the day. You're no longer dwelling on your, your, your issues or your concerns. And, even, and, and it's, not that they don't, that, it's not that you forget them or you deny a reality. But you are now reminded when we come together, you're reminded that you serve a God who can and desires to deliver you from these things Yeah, and that these things are not designed to kill you, but they're designed to make you stronger, to make you better. And But when people don't leave, and I, I, this is how I approach rehearsals too, mm-hmm. when people don't leave rehearsal feeling better about their relationship with the Lord, feeling better about god himself feeling better about life feeling better you know if the song didn't uplift them if the song didn't encourage them hey if the song didn't convict them and challenge them then i'm feeling like we missed the mark we we left feeling the exact same way we came see if i leave rehearsal Mm -hmm. and i'm exhausted and i'm tired and i'm sweaty and i don't feel any closer to god than i did when i started then i didn't accomplish anything yeah and i think that's what even coming to church is supposed to do for us. We're supposed to come get edified, get poured into, get encouraged uh, to, to be challenged, to be convicted, to ultimately be changed, to work, to live out this gospel better. But if I leave the house of God on Sunday, feeling just simply drained and can't remember a single sermon title, you know what I mean? Or, or text then I, 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 you know, this was just an exercise in futility. And that's, that's, been the catalyst or if you will the the avenue for my approach for uh for even directing choir is that I I can't leave the same way I came and so I got frustrated when I was out all nights friday night all day saturday mm. all day sunday and monday didn't have two nickels to rub together <laughs> you know was just as spiritually ignorant Monday morning, as I was Friday when I started this whole weekend ship, you know charade. Yeah, and that's what it was because I wasn't any closer to God. And I just remember one Tuesday night, just saying, "I oh, God, there's got to be more to this. There's mm. got to be a whole lot more, you know." And I've told that story on this podcast before. Yeah, I was sitting at the organ on the church on a Tuesday night service, not here, but <laughs> at
3: Somewhere another church else. that I
6: yeah. won't name. <laughs> Amen. And um, I and I was in I was in the And at at the at the biggest crossroad in my life I've ever been at, I was working for the sheriff's department, I was working with the choir, you know, I had all these other things going on, and I'm at this this cross in the road where I had to make a decision, and I'm sitting there listening to the preacher, and and (laughs) you know, it was one of the preachers who was getting ready to hoop, and waiting for me to you know crank up the B three, and I just looked at him,
0: and you needed to holler on the keys, absolutely, I know, yeah,
6: and I just walked out. I I was I just left. You I walk walked out. out of the service. I walked, and it was the one. It was one of those churches where um, I don't want to give away too much information because you might be able to identify. <laughs> but uh, um, where you know on a Tuesday night they didn't open the back doors of the church. You know where people came in. Uh huh. They opened the side door because there nice. wasn't as many people. Right. On a Tuesday night service, so to get out of the building I had to walk all the way around the sanctuary. So there's no tipping out. There's no uh, stairwell <laughs> by the organ to go downstairs and go under. I had to literally walk all the way around the church to get out the side door. And and I sat there for a few moments like, man, if I walk out everybody's gonna see it. But yeah. I just I just couldn't help it. I just could not stay there another moment. And uh I I walked out. I didn't do the fingertip, you know. <laughs> I walked out and I haven't been back to that building since. Wow. It's been over twenty five years.
0: Wow.
6: Um, but I was just tired. I was just tired of being broke, tired of being spiritually dead, tired of being tired. And uh and then tired of watching the choirs that I was working with be just like the world. We were we were just like the world. There was mm-hmm. no difference between us and the other people other than the fact that we dressed we were dressed you know, formally all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we got together more than the average person. But outside of that, there was absolutely no difference between us and the next person. Wow. So.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's, um, again, just such a wonderful testimony. Your journey, the testimony here in Misty Ivory, just again, um, just the community of worship, the community where... Um, just like you just said Greg we don't want <clears throat> to exhaust ourselves and um and there's no growth in the mm. process there's there's no there's no growth in the faith walk and um and again I'm just uh, very grateful for the community here uh powerful choir that we have here at TSC and you can definitely see that that it is a body of believers that are growing in their faith um as much as they're pouring out and, and taking us to that place of worship And uh, and speaking of worship, you know, we have uh, before me are amazing worship leaders, as well as just uh, these two ladies here, uh, Misty and Ivory, are more than just uh, choir members. Uh, They're worship leaders. Um, Could you just share with us, uh, maybe both of you, just how that transition even happened from (laughs) being a choir member to now Hmm. being worship leaders at Times Square Church?
2: (laughs) Hmm. Um, Well, one day, I'm a member of the choir, and one day Greg says, "You know we're having this meeting, and the worship leaders get together and we talk about the spiritual and technical aspects of music ministry. Will you join this meeting and it was as surprising to me as <laughs> anything yeah. um but it's an honor um so so it I know a- here that, and I know this is true for us all uh-huh. we were in ministry for a significant period of time serving right it's not something there's no application <laughs> there's no right. um you know it it's an appointed role um and it's among the people that greg has developed a uh, ministry relationship with over time and yeah so not only could hopefully he trust me and the others but we could trust him
0: yeah you know yeah um what was that meeting like? That first meeting?
2: Well, I think they'd been having these meetings before I got there, you know. But we just joined. You and, joined, yeah. You know, and and we we're essentially almost like trainees, you know. Like, right. and there's no agenda amongst us other than to learn.
5: Yeah.
2: And to learn from each other, and a lot of a lot of the meeting is really. Uh, some might think there's some way to. There's no way to teach. Hmm. Well, well, I guess there is. But there's no (laughs) way to to teach how to lead worship other than this is what it says in the word. Sure. And these are some technical skills that you can develop on your own and help each other. But then, okay yeah to put it into practice it's just when you're doing it
0: but you went through some type of process oh absolutely you didn't go straight up and just oh no 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 do you
2: remember
0: remember the first time that you went up uh, oh yeah first night what was that like
2: (laughs) i think i always remember because i'm pretty (laughs) sure (laughs) oh yes i well i always remember because i think that's when greg and his wife had their first child Mm. Uh, so okay. he was pretty desperate so he called <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you stepped into your calling in a
5: yeah. moment of desperation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: no 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 well you know the baby's coming we need help but uh, it was a Friday night yeah. back then we had Friday night services it's like a teaching service in the sanctuary uh-huh. thank God that it's a, it's not a full blown Sunday service it's it's a little bit more laid back than that there was uh-huh. an ensemble I was a part of that ensemble uh, and um, I remember Greg wasn't even there um, there was another gentleman Parander's on I believe on the piano um, it was very scary um, it was very scary but it's like you know okay this is a stewardship you've been given yeah um, of the music portion of this service essentially that's how I view it it's it's a stewardship of that whatever it is half yeah. hour of worship at the beginning of the service and say. Lord use me. I'm yeah. just a vessel of yeah. conduit for whatever you want to do. That's right. And um you know thank God, you know, it's been I think it's been like however old alley is six years. Yeah. <laughs> um six years is it and still scary? Oh it's still yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's still scary. But, I mean not but, a fear. I would yes. say there is there's describe, a level of describe describe there's a level of nervousness healthy,
0: <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like it's a fear but it's almost uh, um, like a reverence for God yeah. in the mm-hmm. sense of I do this for you and and I just I yes. just um, man I'm nothing but here I am use me yes kind of right oh right? well, yes. yes do you still get that little fear what? I,
4: I, 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 Um well can I talk about how I even oh got yeah there? tell you tell us how yeah okay so it was a Friday night. It was uh, 2010. I think it was like November 2010. It was probably the one of the worst days at work in my old job mm. that I could have had. It was a bad day. I came to church. Um, we had the gate. I came to church. I was... Two seconds and I'm not joking. I was on the we were on the stage. The curtain was about to go up. I was like two seconds from walking off the stage <laughs> because my heart wasn't right. I was upset. Yeah. I wanted to cry. I was just annoyed and just like, God, I don't really want to be here right now. Mm. But I stayed. And then Raphael did the song, um, All for Love. And it's it's really a worship song, but it there's kind of like a solo to it, so mm-hmm. he asked me to, to sing it. But I didn't know he was going to do it that Friday. He just off the off the cuff. Oh wow! Off the fly. So he played the song. So I went out there, and as as, as sure as I'm sitting here, something happened, mm. and I was able to worship God in a way that I didn't think I could because I was having such a bad day. Mm. And so, and then when we got off for the offering, everybody was like, "Wow, you." Wow, something happened to you. Hmm. And so, okay, so whatever. So the uh, the rest is we went through the rest of the service. Um, but at the end of the service, we usually do like a rejoicing song at the end of the service. And the worship leader at the time, um, she turned around and it was just the ensemble, and she said she said to the congregation looking at me, Hey guys, don't you want, you know, Ivory to come sing another song? And I was just like, what is happening here? And I was like, no. And she pulled me out. She literally pulled me out. And so we did one of our worship songs. And I led the song. You know, it was just like, you know, leading worship. And then Pastor P called, called me afterwards and he was like, what <laughs> and I'm just like I don't know so I get a call like a few days later from vet saying that Pastor P wants to meet with me about you know co-leading and things like that on Friday nights so I went to the we went had a few meetings and I was supposed to start off you know co-leading mm-hmm. I went straight to leading and I was it was January 28th 2011 oh you have the whole day I lockdown. was terrified wow terrified because yeah, yeah. before that I wasn't doing anything like that you know and <laughs> this is not something that I asked for this was not something that I was aspiring to this is not something that I ever yeah. thought I would ever do ever yeah so January 28th 2011 and the holy spirit just came down and mm. it, we we were just able to worship god and it was just beautiful and it's been since then Wonderful. Um, but the question, do I still get terrified to this day? Absolutely. <laughs> but it's not, it's not like, you know, an unhealthy fear, right? In the beginning, there was a season where I did have that unhealthy fear where sure. it literally almost paralyzed me. But now it's more like, Lord, I'm standing before your people mm-hmm. and I'm standing before you and I do not want to get in your way and yeah. I don't. This is the vessel that you've chosen chosen to use. I don't want anything in me to hinder any of my flaws, any of my mistakes, whatever, to hinder anything that you want to do today. Mm. And it's that type of fear. Yeah. So I'm shaking every time. Yeah. Every time.
0: So we we can almost say the role of the worship leader is to number one have a healthy fear and reverence for God when you step up. And and, uh, and you open up that mm-hmm. mouthpiece mm-hmm. and lead people into worship. Uh, what an amazing responsibility that is uh, to lead people into into worship. You know, I I was um in fact I was I was sitting with Pastor Carter a couple of weeks ago and he just reminded me of uh, that place when we stand in front of people. And he said, you know, he said Dave, a lot of times we find ourselves. And that moment where it's time to lead or to speak will go, anoint me, anoint me, God. He said, but really, he goes, we should be asking that God, that your anointing would be shown to your people. And he Mm. said, because there comes that day where you might get up and you don't feel very anointed at all. (laughs) And both of you shared your stories about how when when the journey started, it's like you didn't even feel like you were the one or mm-hmm. you were nervous or scared. or And like you said, Ivor, you had a terrible day on the job. And next, you know, you know, God called you forward. It's amazing. I feel like, Greg, like there's a lot of that that happens, at least within our church community, mm-hmm. where we, people are being called forth to lead um, and it will be the uh, unusual suspects. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <you know. laughs> I like that. You know, you know,
0: yeah. just, we just never... You know, I mean, I've been watching you, Misty, just involved with the music ministry, and you, you, you see things gradually just start to fall in place. But I gotta say, well, Ivory, when you showed up, I think on a Sunday, the first time <laughs> I was like, what, what
4: where did she come? <laughs> October 16th, 2011.
2: Oh, <laughs> all the dates.
4: I saying. Do, do you have all the dates still memorized? I,
6: I,
2: I can know. remember the months. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, Lord, you <laughs> came through. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: Yeah. How, how do you do that? Greg, are you looking for the ones that just, uh, just would never even expect you to call them for a solo or lead <laughs> worship?
6: <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I, I think there are things that you see in people. Yeah. When, well, first of all, for Misty's story, uh, you know, I, I concur. I was desperate because
5: <laughs> I, it's we, okay. we were about to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. I and, yeah.
6: um, and I don't remember what the deal was exactly, but I just remember nobody else being re- available. Mm. Uh, not ready, but not not available and or uh, either that or they had already done the services that week and I don't I generally try to not to you know call them two and three times a week but um but uh a lot of times I'm looking I'm not looking for worship leaders I'm never really looking for that I'm I'm just looking for people who um are util- utilizing that gift yes um w- w- with a with a passion for god that's just it's it's not the kind of passion that says because you got two kinds of passions you know maybe three uh, but two that I'll identify you know one that is truly unto God and nobody else mm-hmm. I mean when they worship you, you can tell that they have totally blocked out everybody else and mm-hmm. then you've got that other passion for for God at church
5: mm-hmm.
6: if you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's it's not a hunger and thirst for righteousness but it's a passion for the, for, for God in the church building. You mm. know what I mean? They, they just have a passion for that atmosphere. And they gotcha. love that. As someone like the choir directors we used to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, I think with these two ladies, it was, it was a passion for God. I mean, there was a commitment. They were always there. Their yays meant yeah, their nays meant nay. Um, but there was no, hey, call me, hey, uh, I'd I like right. to try this song, or hey, you know, it was never a, a in fact, we're probably running away more than they were com- running to. Mm. And, uh, but then, of course, you've got to have that skill set, and they have the skill set, and I just watched, and I just listened, and then, and, and, uh, and then there's a command, you know, when Missy opens her mouth, there's a, there's a command, Yeah. You know, it's a Texas-sized command <laughs> that's just like, yeah. you know, I'm singing now. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, and then Ivory has a different kind of command, you know. And um, But there's a command when they open mm-hmm. their mouths. People listen. It's like, the, you know, it's bigger than E.F. Hudden. This is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a God-sized, well, I won't say God-sized, but it's a God-ordained, God-stamped kind of command that uh, that they have, uh, but if you listen to any of the worship leaders, you you hear that they all have have a command, and it's, it's and it, and it's, they're all different. But there is a command where they don't have to pump and pry the congregation gotcha, here that's good. and say, hey, hey, you know, lift your hands, do this, stand up, sit down, clap your feet, clap your hands, right. clap your feet to your hands, put your, you know, <laughs> do the hokey pokey, <laughs> right, turn yourself right, right. around, you know, yeah. they don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but the people will worship because they see a worshiper. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm always looking for a worshiper who is just sold out and just says, you know what, audience of one. Uh, and if God says, you know, I can stand
0: in front of thousands, then so be it. Yeah. You know? you, you've tapped into something, too, that's very interesting. And, man, this is good stuff. For those that are listening and, and you're feeling called to to be a worship leader, you've heard it. There's got to be uh, the ability to command, uh, commitment, a reverence, uh, a fear of God. Um, but you, you were kind of joking a little bit about those that are— got the kind of the hokey pokey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on, everybody. Right. And so what do you say to those worship leaders that, um, I guess, follow a pattern where they feel like they need to kind of MC mm-hmm. and, and lead worship with spoken word in and out of different songs right, a lot. Right. How, is that healthy? Is it not? How do you balance that out? I mean, we we know here in the in the Times Square Church community that we don't have a sort of a our worship leadership is not a call and response mm-hmm. MC spoken word type worship team. Um, it's it's pretty just. Here's my song to the Lord. I'm going to sing this song. Sing it with me. And I'm not going to say to you, you know, and I think for those, uh, if I'm not clear, you've got those worship leaders that say, I want you to sing this song with me right now. Uh (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, and and then you got those that don't say nothing and they just go right into the song. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
6: I think there's a balance. I think you can, because sometimes you are feeding lyrics, Um, but I, and they'll, and they'll agree. They'll tell you that in our meetings with the worship team or the worship leaders, Uh, that I have strayed away from using the term worship leader.
5: Mm.
6: Uh, And I have my own reasons for that. There's no biblical worship leader title, but there's no biblical title, you know, there's no biblical reference to the title I'm about to mention, which is worship steerer. Mm. But I think from the, because we're dealing with man and we're dealing with human beings and we're dealing with eagles and we're dealing with, you know, all the other stuff, that a lot of times when we feed people the... Title That You're a Leader, You're a Leader, You're a Leader. That we fail to also teach them that leaders don't always lead.
5: Hmm.
6: Sometimes leaders are followers. Yeah. And I shared this in a workshop recently that, you know, if Ivory's leading the service or steering the service, then I'm following her, although I'm a worship leader. You, you, you follow me? Mm-hmm. And I may even be the director of the, of the music ministry, but when she's leading, she's leading, and I'm the servant. Cause I'm at the piano and I'm there to accompany her and I'm there to follow her. So if she goes this way, then I'm going that way. You know. However, as a worship steerer, uh, which is the term I like to use, is I like to use the term steerer because that puts us all on the same boat. See, if I'm if I'm leading, you know, Misty could be in the car behind me, and Ivy could be in the car behind her, and if I drive off the cliff. You know, it's not likely that Missy's going to drive off no. the cliff because she's got common sense. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to stop and <laughs> lean over the rail That's So, So I don't really take as much responsibility mm-hmm. as a leader, hear me, for the people behind me. But if I'm worship steering, then I'm at the helm of the bus in a sense. And now I'm responsible for all of these people. It makes sense. And so yeah, I'm going to handle my worship steering a little differently now because I've got the I've got the moment. I've got this captive audience that I am not trying to lead to God, but I'm trying to get to God with them. And so when, we're, when I'm, I'm just steering the service in a sense, uh, but I'm not leading it anywhere. You mm-hmm. know, um, uh, worship leaders have the tendency of leading the service the way that they want to lead. I think worship steerers just say, OK, guys, uh, you know, God's over here. You know, and the leadership and the people are trusting you enough right now for whatever period that is to steer uh, the service. You know, so and then all of those other things come into play The the need to be to have a rever- a holy fear for God, the uh, the need to have spent some quality time in the presence of the Lord yourself. The need to not just string your songs together and make sure that they That's good. You know, segue and they've yeah. got key changes and, you know. Uh, ebbs and flows, and then you just sit there and craft the beating, you know? Yeah. So uh, if you're not doing all of that, but you are, in fact, uh, you understand that the that as a worship steerer, this is unto God. So the worship leader or the worship steerer uh, ministers to God, and I've said this many times on the podcast, ministers to God with the people.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, the worship leader or the worship steerer never ministers to the people. Mm. Uh, although that happens, that's not what we're there for. Right.
5: right. And
6: this is with the people unto God that's why we don't have a worship team. I have nothing against worship teams, but worship teams oftentimes become the part of the choir, the, you know, the elite of the choir, Yeah. you know, and and then they get into ministering to the people and there's nothing wrong with that because there's a part of the service when you, when you have that happen, but mm-hmm. then we've got the choir to do that. Mm. You know, so. Very good.
1: There is a with blood drawn
0: leader i think in close i would love to just uh ask you this what would be the preparations that the worship leader and the choir director should take um before going in to that role or even just leading in the moment that they've been called to do it
4: i think um it's a lot of prayer that goes involved and not just you know praying the night before they're supposed to lead I, it's really like your life it's how you live every day because what happens if you know you're not up to lead sunday but they call you <laughs> and say hey so and so is sick and we just need you you're going to be in a panic if you're not living mm, you know right. you know so a lot of prayer and i think um how you live your life on a day to day do you have a consistent relationship with the lord do you have mm-hmm. a consistent um prayer life and um Yeah, Misty?
2: Yes, it's very much that. Um, In practical terms, I think each person might be different, but for me personally, it's evolved over time. When I was married with my husband and we didn't have kids and my time was my own and I had the same time every day and I was always glorious, you know. (laughs) And then I had my son and all I wanted to do was if I had a moment with sleep and I remember the first time I came back to lead worship after I went on maternity leave, my my son was two months old and how incompetent I felt, how Mm. rusty I felt, how condemned I felt because I wasn't doing it the same way I did before. I was praying prayers of desperation and how to care for a child, Mm. you know, (laughs) as my first son, by the way, my only, Um, you know, I you know it just changed, and the Lord had to teach me you're i'm gro-. He taught me this is a new season yeah we're doing things a new way, yeah, so let's go you know don't think you're going to do it the exact same way as you did before my time it had to be when my son was asleep, and it had to be, and maybe i I felt exhausted, but the Lord gave me grace, and then as he's grown older, it's become a little easier to mm. Have more of a schedule and and say, okay, Lord, you know, you're teaching me something through my own time with you. With this, we hear three, well, at least three sometimes sermons on Sunday. Like it, sometimes, and when you're working on Sunday, it's hard to retain. So I loved when Greg was like, you know what, I review that sermon that I just heard on Sunday on Monday because then it's for that's my time that I can have just with the Lord to yeah. internalize it without any other distraction and and so for me it's evolved over time my time with the lord and out of that the songs just come Mm -hmm. that's it i mean um thank god the technical aspects of worship that uh, that has also flowed over time Mm -hmm. just learning from other worship leaders learning in those worship leader meetings Okay, these are the songs that are on my heart this week, and I've written them down, but none of them go together, <laughs> you know, yeah. like uh, they mean something to me, but th- then I approach a service. Well, this service is particularly evangelistic yeah. our our Sunday night services i'm I am going to to lean toward the songs that are simple, sure, that are telling the gospel in a simple way right um I'm not going not that I can't, but i'm I'm not going to lean towards. Super personal worshipful songs at that moment. You know, I'm good. I know the testimonies. I'll ask Jesse, you know, hey, what testimonies do you have up for Sunday night? And that helps me like so much because she said mm-hmm. the testimonies are kind of about these things. This is what these people have been through. And so I have in my mind, wow, this person was healed. I already am starting to think of songs that mm-hmm. have to do with that. And so there's so many ways you can approach getting ready. But um, I think. Um, I what what helped me a lot one time was when I used to think of them as two separate things, you know, um, the spiritual and the technical aspects of leading worship. But when he said one flows out of the other Mm. and I was thinking, well, how does that work? But now I see it. Now I understand it. Um, It's good.
0: Son, I felt like you just tapped into something else that needed to be just quickly touched on. But we've been at it for an hour. Because that's a whole other thing right there when it comes to the role of a choir director and the role of a worship leader mm-hmm. is the technical end, the spiritual end, one flows out of the other.
6: Yeah. 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 And I think in order for the technical to fully be demonstrated, you, you've got to have the spiritual. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just performing. Um, it's the cart before the horse syndrome, you know. It's, yeah. uh mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I believe the technical comes out of that. But as far as, uh, and I I agree, I concur with uh, both <laughs> Ivory and Misty on the preparation uh, side for steering or leading uh, uh, worship. But I think a lot of times people see what happens on the stage and they figure, you know, this is all... Glorious. I mean, God just must open when that curtain goes up. The heavens must just, it must be like another cloud behind that curtain that just disperses (laughs) these wonderful abilities and things just kind of come together. The rhythm is tight, you know, harmonies are there and people know their cues and it's all magic. It's all majestic. And it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of preparation that goes into yeah. just preparing for us for 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 our single choir special. Um that I think a lot of times goes unseen. That's right. Know, that goes unnoticed. Um and not that I'm trying to you know, put it out there and get you know, play a sympathy card, but you know, you gotta listen to it, so you gotta find good music. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta listen to good music to make sure it's really good when you hear it the second, third, fourth and fifth time. And then you're learning the parts because you usually can't find music. You can't find the charted music for some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to listen to it. You got to learn it. You got to rehearse it yourself. You got to decide: Am I going to teach it? You know, how am I going to teach it to this choir? Because I know this choir. I know where their strengths are. I know where yeah. their weaknesses are. So how am I going to execute? The teaching of this song. Do I start with the sopranos? Do I start with the altos? You know, do I start with the tenors? Do I start at the beginning of the song or do I start in the middle of the song? Or Mm. do I pick the hardest part of the song? You know, what's going to be the best way to initiate the the teaching of this song? And then how much time am I going to commit to it in one rehearsal? Am I going to spend the whole rehearsal going over this new song? Or am (laughs) I just going to hit parts of it and then come back to it? You know, and so it's all of that. And then somebody's got to transcribe it. Somebody's got to get the chart to the band. Somebody's got to arrange the band rehearsal. You know, so it doesn't Come just my. happen, guys. It just doesn't, occur. It doesn't go up and God just says, okay, do it. Um, all right, right, Stuff happens. I mean, we're behind the scenes like every day of the week in order to prepare for a single Sunday morning service or
0: or for a single service. Um, so. That's good. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in. (laughs) It makes me want to just kind of take David's little passage, make a joyful noise, and just run with that. But that would be taking it out of context because if we want it to be a joyful noise, then we got to do everything that Uh God just told us we need to do. (laughs) um, But that's just the truth of it, and uh, I've just really appreciated just the insight. Um, the detail, um, to just these roles as the choir director, the worship leader, and, uh, Misty, uh, Ivory, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today, uh, on the show. Um, Greg, again, always a pleasure to serve with you, brother. You, um, folks, you've heard it here, um, just again, as you're, Seeking God. And maybe you've been called into these areas as choir director or worship leader. But some of the things that have just stuck out for me uh, to be able to command uh, in submission to the Holy Spirit, to be able to walk in a healthy fear and reverence. Um, to God um, and to develop a prayer life as well also, too. So again, thank you, everyone, for just sharing your heart, your personal journeys, your testimonies, um, <laughs> the very dates when it all began for you. Uh, so this has been good. Well, remember this. If ever you put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. Thank you for joining us here with TSC Music with a Mission.
3: And what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear we sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear we also hope you'll join the conversation online because music with a mission doesn't end here so check out tsc music on facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates follow us on twitter at tsc music tweet and don't forget to use the hashtag mwmpodcast Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash tscmusictv. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we speak with Tennessee worship leader, Bailey Busell.